welcome back to Troubleshooting Agile. Hi there, Jeffrey. Hi, Squirrel. We had some um, feedback from listeners this week. Yeah, but not quite the kind we, we like as much. Uh, what happened was that uh, we accidentally uploaded first. Uh, I think it was more or less blank. There, there wasn't much on the podcast. There's the opening music and the closing music and nothing else. And then uh, we uploaded a previous version of the podcast. So um, surprisingly, lots of people still listened. So we're glad that you're out there listening. <laughs> Maybe you wanted to hear it again, but it wasn't quite what we wanted to do. Uh, we really appreciated getting feedback from listeners who told us that that had happened. And, and I thought that was a very good illustration of the value of uh, uh, working in public and getting rapid, rapid responses. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, so even if, if some of them had, a, you know, made a bit of fun of us and, you know, made uh, comments about, you know, John Cage and, you know, 403 and <laughs> the sound of science, they, 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 they thought maybe we were doing some avant-garde art experiment. <laughs> but the, the feedback was great. And it actually reminded me of a tweet of yours. Uh, about the, the uh, feedback and that the important part is immediacy and frequency. And, and, uh, and you also said you had some skepticism there about annual objectives, quarter releases, monthly sprints. And I, I thought that would be great to talk about, especially given that we had that rapid feedback for ourselves. <laughs> and one thing I should say is that we didn't have a process in place for getting that feedback, which we now have. So uh, there's there's something that we will be doing now that will let us know more quickly that the, the wonderful recording that we worked on that we know didn't actually reach you. And that is precisely what I push all my clients to do much more quickly. There was one in the past week who's getting feedback, say, every three months or four months or six months from clients. And guess what? When they're waiting for the software team to get something done that's going to take three months, it often takes four or five or seven. And that means that the cycle time, the immediacy of their feedback is very slow. What they're getting feedback on is something they worked on months before. And so it's not very immediate. And the frequency, of course, is very low. It's not happening very often. And if you have low immediacy and low uh, frequency, the value of your feedback is vastly diminished. So what we're going to do is make sure that we have much more rapid feedback on the podcast. But what we want listeners to do is to figure out how they can get much more rapid feedback on uh, their objectives and their customer responses and the quality of their software. Because if you could, what if you could do it every day is the question I always ask. Because today is, uh, this is one of yours, Jeffrey, but to, today is not too soon <laughs> to right. get feedback on something you've done. And certainly six months from now is way too slow. Yeah. And I think what really stood out to me about this and why I thought it was uh, useful is <clears throat> I am a big fan of, you know, say, monthly retrospectives or quarterly respectives and annual respectives. And I think there's something about that to take time and look back over a longer period of time. I think where the mistake comes, and I, and I think this is what I've seen sometimes people say is, oh, I, yeah, I'm going to hold this item until we have that, you know, retrospective in two weeks or a month or something like that. Or until my performance evaluation, you know, yeah, this person isn't really doing everything <laughs> that she needs to, but, Oof. you know, we'll bring that up in six months when we, when we uh, decide whether to give her a bonus. No, tell her today. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. And, I, and I'm a fan of the OKR process. And one thing that actually this resonated with me is some recent conversations about our internal OKRs, where we had to say, look, the point about with the OKRs, yes, it's a quarterly I always goal. have to note OKRs is objectives and key results. It's a method of getting feedback. Go ahead. 
Get feedback to your staff. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we have this quarterly goal, your quarterly objective and key result, but you, we want you to be evaluating it at least weekly. You know, where are you? And so it's not, this is not just a bookkeeping exercise. You know, you're supposed to give, in our terminology, you give it a, a RAG status, red, amber, green, to say whether you are, you know, um, uh, off track, whether you are behind or whether you're on track. And, and basically it's not enough to go and say, yep, we're behind or, you know, we're off track. It's like, or, you know, at risk. Say, no, no, if you say you're at risk, we also want to know what are you doing to get back on track? <laughs> That's, and we want you to be doing that every single week and, you know, or even, you know, every single day, what have we done, what we're doing today to try to get us back on track? Did it work? And be uh, essentially looking and reflecting on that all the time. It's not something you put off just to the end. So that that's what struck me about this because I've having seen people who um, have these quarterly cycles or, or monthly cycles, but then they they defer the conversations and defer the the feedback and the thinking until those time periods. And don't get me wrong, I'm a big fan of periodic reflection, um, of of um, doing objectives. I mean, you don't want to evaluate someone's bonus every day. That wouldn't be very helpful. <laughs> Um, but you certainly want to give feedback that frequently. You can think of it as like uh, circles within circles, right? So there might be some annual process where the board of directors gives feedback to the whole company on whether you're achieving investment goals. They, they definitely don't want to do that every day and shouldn't. But it's uh, you want to get your software in front of customers every single day if you possibly can, because that's going to tell you where you are on what I like to call the glide path. Uh, Jeffrey, have you ever landed? We've talked about this before, but I can't remember your answer to this. Have you ever landed an airplane? Um, I've actually used to fly gliders, so I have. I thought so. I have, yeah. Yes. So, so many listeners will answer that. Well, no, as most people that I ask, Jeffrey can answer yes. But the, so that means Jeffrey that you can help them out by telling them uh, what a glide path indicator is. Did, did you have one of those on your glider? Um, yes. Yeah, so what we what we had in the in the glider would would be something that would tell us what our, our rate of descent was. So we could say, you know, are we on on track to make it back? You know, the thing about a glider is you, you get pulled up up in the in the air. We'd go to like four thousand feet, and then you have to be thinking, you know, do I do I have enough altitude to make it back to the airport where I'm going to land? Because you can't just turn on the engine and go back. <laughs> you can't right. go around and try again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you got one shot. So excellent. That that uh, I may start using that one now, Jeffrey, because uh, I I didn't realize it was gliders that you'd flown. But the point is that inside any airplane, you'll have some kind of indicator and an, a frequent kind, at least in, in engine-powered uh, aircraft, is uh, a little picture of an airplane, and it moves up and down. And uh, it could be uh, bang in the middle, which means you're, you're headed for the runway, but much more frequently it's a little bit high, which means you're going to overshoot the runway or you're going to land in the trees beyond. Uh, or you're you're too low, it's, it's below the line, and that's showing you that you're, you're short of the runway, you're going to crash before you get there. And the point of the glide path indicator is not to have it bang in the center every single moment. The point of the glide path indicator is that you're always moving it, and it gives you very frequent feedback all the time. You're a little high, you're a little low. You're a little high, you're still high, you're still high, now you're a little low, now you're on track, now you're a little high, now you're a little low. And what you want is to be able to look back at that once you're on the ground. And to say, hang on a second, we were up, we were really high the whole time. Maybe, you know, we should pull back on the engines, or in your case, Jeffrey, you know, we should, we should uh, start the descent sooner or something. We might, want, we might want to change something so next time our feedback is not so consistently negative. 
that would be really useful. But what you don't want to do is get to the ground and say, you know, I think we were kind of high. I'm, I'm not really sure, but, um, you know, these <laughs> trees, they, they, uh, they, they, they seem to be <laughs> holding up the airplane. Something's wrong here. So uh, the, the point is, and this is something I emphasize so often to my, to my clients, look for feedback from customers. Get your software in front of, of, of people who will use it, even if you have to use proxies, as often as possible. I aim for, for once a day, uh, which seems outrageously fast to many people. I'm going to get production software live to real customers once a day. But if you can head toward that, even if you can't hit it, that's going to be so much faster than the cycle time that you probably have today, the natural cycle time that comes about if you have, say, six-month evaluations or annual performance reviews or something, and, and you're, uh, you're holding your feedback, you're holding the information. Don't hold it. Get the information, whether it's about your staff or uh, your software or about your quality or anything else. Can you get it today? That's the question I'll uh, pose to our, and the challenge I'll pose to our listeners. I really like that challenge because it, it really leads to very generative thinking. You know, where you're going to come up with new ideas. You're going to do something different than you would have otherwise. We see this right now where we will um, release software. And then it, it's what, what I always want to look at in our Kanban board is I want the last column to be used in production. So in a sense, we don't really care that we released it. We want to know did people use it? How many people are using it? We actually have targets about how many people we think should be using it. And part of that is, you know, well, do they even know that it exists? <laughs> how are we going to let people know that it exists? And once it's out there, is it working? Are people getting the value from it we expected? And, and we're not going to know those, answer those questions unless we're calling people and talking to them. We're looking at what they're doing on the site and, and really investigating. It's not enough to just deliver it and then kind of allow things to take their course at least not to me, it's not, we want to really know is this, are we getting the value that we, are, are our clients getting the value that we hope to deliver? And if not, what can we do about it? And, and your thought of like, how can we get that feedback sooner is the kind of thing that leads to very different approaches that people might have. Um, we, we, I remember we had a new version of our software at, at, uh, at Tim, which is a company that called, it had a product called the trade idea monitor. And we changed the input screen and then we had a, uh, you know, had people give people the option of using the new screen. And we were looking at uh, very regularly how many people were using the new screen versus the old screen. And the product manager would call people. They would look and see the people, you know, hey, I saw you were using the old screen. Why is that? <laughs> and that was extremely useful. Sometimes they simply didn't know the new screen existed. Um, other times they said, oh, no, I prefer, you know, the, the old screen for this reason. And then we could change things based on that feedback, but it only happened because that kind of proactive nature of actually seeking the feedback sooner that really drove that uh, behavior on his part and then had that uh, learning benefit for the product. And we had to think differently about it. Uh, I remember that some people uh, were actually concerned that we were spying on them. They said, how did you know? <laughs> you know do you have a camera here over my desk? They, they didn't quite understand. This is a little earlier in the evolution of uh, uh, online software and software as a service. They, they didn't quite understand how much we could observe about their behavior. We reassured them that we weren't checking out their secret information they were typing in. We were just observing whether they used it or not. But the, right. uh, uh, the, the, the thinking to create that mechanism by which we could tell was what we were triggering by forcing ourselves to try to get much more frequent feedback. So that, that's our challenge for listeners. Uh, if you're uh, taking up that challenge or you're not sure how to take it or, or what to do with it, 
that would be a great thing to get in touch with us about. And if you disagree, if you think that uh, slower feedback is actually better, uh, that would be fascinating to hear as well. The, the best way to get in touch with us is to head on over to agileconversations.com. And that's where you'll find email and X, uh, Twitter. Um, uh, we're probably on Instagram. I don't know. Whatever we're on, uh, you can find us there. Uh, you can also find our book and free videos and lots of other good material about both of us. So uh, agileconversations.com is the place to, to get in touch with us, uh, which we really enjoy. Uh, and we really enjoy hearing from you when you do. And, of course, the other way to keep in touch is come back next Wednesday when I promise no 4 minutes, 33 seconds, no uh, <laughs> uh, uh, weird silences, uh, no art experiments. Uh, we'll actually have a podcast for you uh, next Wednesday on Troubleshooting Agile. Thanks, Jeffrey. Thanks, Grant.